0: You know, what's the fundamental
1: purpose of discipline when it comes to raising kids? Is
0: teaching children about accountability, responsibility, and consequences. And
2: not doing and- things again, right?
0: and not doing things again. So I tell parents like, you know, someday soon when they, either when they go to school or when they become an adult, they're going to be exposed to the rules and regulations of life, right? You're going to be having to respond to the terms and conditions that other people set, regardless of whether you believe in them or not. Mm. So I do believe that introducing children to discipline at a young age is important because you're giving them a head start with regards to all of this. The mistake I see parents make is that they don't, really focus on discipline too much and then kind of get confused or surprised when children can't respond to it when they're at school or they can't respond to it when they're at work. Because it's it's an
2: alien concept to them, right?
0: Yeah, it's the same thing with chores, right? Like, if you're not introducing your child to it, they're going to be surprised when they have to come across it, right? And so, you know, I think that discipline is something that is necessary and required, regardless of how old your child is. I know when I say discipline, a lot of people immediately assume corporal punishment, they immediately think of like this very harsh... Mm, feather duster. The duster, you know, the wooden ruler, you know, yeah. that huge yeah. root, the rotan yeah. basically, right? The rotan, right? Yeah. I mean, like that's not what we're talking about. And of course we're not advocating for that, you know, and and with little kids, there are ways to instill discipline without ever having to be harsh, right? So mm. I think that it's more just about teaching kids that there are rules and you have to stick by them.
1: Well, let's talk about that then, because you know this difference between consequences and punishment why Mm -hmm. is this vital to the end result
0: Mm -hmm. because the difference I feel between consequences and punishment is that consequences is supposed to teach you something right It's it's a teaching moment versus punishment is just trying to make someone feel bad after they've done something wrong right so there's no kind of there's no opportunity to learn from that I mean yes a lot of people do learn after punishment because of the harshness of it all but I feel and I've seen it happen with a lot of my clients as well there's a huge huge capacity for it to backfire because what you're also teaching your child in that moment when you're punishing them is that when I am when I as a parent am angry with you or unhappy with you I can hurt you or I can be aggressive with you whatever method it is that you're using so you're showing it your, because I, I, I've said it so many times right that parents you're basically showing your children what is acceptable responses and what is acceptable behavior Mm-mm. So I think that if you are, that's kind of where I see it backfiring, right? So parents will come to me and say, you know, my child is really aggressive when they're, when they're upset, you know, they start throwing tantrums, they will, you know, use really foul language, like all of these things are coming up. And that could, in that, in my opinion, is where it can kind of go wrong. You know, talking about punishment, what does it actually do
1: to the growing psyche?
0: well like I said, it depends on kind of what you what you adopt as punishment but off the top of my head if we're looking at corporal punishment we're teaching i guess the, the thing for me why i'm so against it is because you're tying mistakes to pain if you use corporal punishment right, right, okay. right? and so one you develop in one case you get killed kids who are strongly averse or scared of making a mistake right mm-hmm. which is part of life it's how we grow it's how we learn and so you get kids who are really really fixated on the idea of being perfect of not making mistakes and that's really unhealthy because we get kids extremely anxious all the time about all kinds of things what you're also doing is that you know going back to what i said earlier you're kind of showing kids that when you are unhappy about something you have the permission to behave or conduct yourself in that manner, right? So what's to stop them from doing that with teachers, with employers, with partners, right? So Mm. I think that it, teaches the wrong message because you know remember when you have a kid when you're when your child is born they're born with millions of neurons in their brain floating around waiting to learn something and when you teach them something or when they experience something especially when it's traumatic those bonds kind of get built and it's these neurons are kind of holding hands in their brain and so it's never a positive outcome because they're learning about how something painful is tied to that particular experience and so i mean even even like for me like i can still remember So clearly, all of the episodes where I was dealt corporal punishment at school. And I'm a grown adult and I can still remember all of the things that was happening. So there's a lot of significance. Can they still traumatize you? Mm I think that it might have a lot to do with why I am slightly averse to the idea mm. of making mistakes. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit of a people pleaser, which I'm trying very hard to fix. But I remember just, you know, it was just such a, it was such a difficult thing because one, in my situation, I think for a lot of kids in our generation, corporal punishment was very public. So it would be mm. in front yeah. of the class or in front of the school. I had a teacher who wanted to draw out the suffering a little. So she made us decide what we wanted to be smacked with. So there would be a whole production of all the items laid out oh, on the table. Okay. And so there's a lot of that kind of thing that I still remember clearly even though I'm in my 30s. So so I think that to the child's psyche, it has a lot of negative effects depending again on the personality of your child, but never anything really good in my opinion. But so. also,
2: I mean, like, talking about kids, it's kind of like rehab in prison, right? That's what that's mm. the reason why the corporate punishment method doesn't actually work. It shows that it doesn't really help to rehabilitate any prisoners, right?
0: No, not at all, right? And I think also there's a lot of conversation now about switching from incarceration to rehabilitation Correct. and that yeah. kind of mindset. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think that, you know, we, you know, children especially are very much like monkey see, monkey do, right? So if you are showing them that pain or punishment is linked to their behavior then that's going to be the thing that they learn more more drastically and i think for me what i'm more worried about is how they take that message and they pass it on Mm. right so what kind of partner are they going to be what kind of sibling are they going to be what kind of you know employee are they going to be and so that's the part that worries me because a lot of people that i talk to who believe in corporal punishment for their children received corporal punishment in childhood Right. Right. So it's like, oh, it's the way it's always been done. So it's like a cycle of abuse that never ends. Right. So, Mm. yeah.
1: I have to ask this, where do we go wrong and all right when it comes to Asian concept of discipline? (laughs) Oh,
0: again, mom and dad, I'm so sorry if I'm going to say anything that's going to upset either of you. So I feel that What I do love about Asian parenting is the fact that I feel that there are rules are very much a part of our lives. Right. And it's something that I think that parents are quite happy to enforce from a young age generally. And I think that that's good because I feel that children need boundaries. Right. And so not to say that this is something that's happening a 100 percent of the time in Western culture. But from my friends and my loved ones who were born and raised in, in other parts of the world, there does seem to be a lot more negotiation involved right and so for me i feel like the perfect combo would be somewhere in the middle right so i feel that with asian parents i applaud the fact that there's always a lot of structure and kids need structure i'm happy for you to to let that structure go as they age but very early on in life you know kind of letting them be responsible for their own behavior allowing them to police their own behaviors basically is a little bit risky because we've talked a lot on the show about their neurological maturity, and I feel like that's something that if you're giving, you know, the two year olds or four year olds the opportunity to make decisions about whether they go to school or things like that, like you're probably not going to get the outcome that you. This is like a
2: slippery slope, right there. It's but. a slippery
0: slope, you know. So I feel that you know I I I kind of lean towards the Asian style of parenting where there's a lot of expectations and regulations, but I do believe that we do sometimes take that a little bit too extreme and so I have very young kids with like lots and lots and lots of obligations which are sometimes a little unrealistic. and on the flip side, I feel that we have we should take on a little bit more of that, back and forth conversation or communication and parenting styles adopted by more of the Western culture where kids are kind of more involved in the conversations. Mm -hmm. It's not just do it because I tell you to. And again, I'm not trying to generalize, but it's just sort of what the trend that we're seeing, because I think that kids do need to understand where all of it comes from you know, if you're just telling your child, do this, if not, you're getting punished, they're not learning much from that, right? Mm -hmm. You're not creating a generation that understands or can be responsible for their actions. They're just executing the will of other people and getting punished if they don't. So I feel that there needs to be a little bit more of that communication back and forth. The one thing that I also do like from... Sort of what I'm hearing from the people I know In in Western parenting styles Is that kids are given responsibilities a lot earlier So there's, you know, they have to dress themselves They have to feed themselves Mm. Whereas over here you see Nannies, grandmas, everyone dressing. Running them. after them,
1: feeding yeah, yeah. them and dressing yeah. them. And they're
0: six yeah. or seven years old. It's exactly. crazy. You know, and so teaching our children that and then teaching them how to be independent, right, is something that I think we should do more of, you know. So, so yeah, it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. But I have to say the one thing that I dislike or that I find really difficult about Asian parenting styles is how some parents adopt this approach that because I'm the parent, I make no mistakes. I should never nice. have to apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you have to receive everything that I tell you to, or that I yell at you, or that I, because I am the parent, and therefore I get certain rights and ranking and privileges. And I think that that's something that's a little but bit But isn't it how, the,
2: as long as you live under my roof and everything, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. My way or the highway. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And I think that that's something that we preach a lot, right? Or we hear parents preach a lot. So I think that, you know, again, what are you teaching your child there though, right? Like what are you teaching your child with regards to, you know, my way or the highway? Unless they live in your house forever, right? Which might be something that you're trying <laughs> I mean, to do. that's why there's so the- many people no. like in <laughs> their 30s
2: still living with their parents and everything.
0: Right? You <laughs> know, I really do question that because it's like, you know, I, I feel like, is it because we are not equipping our children with the ability mm-hmm. to live on their own at that age, right? Mm. Because every little minute detail of their life has been decided for. What do you do when you live out on your own for the first oh, time? Oh, you
2: mean you, you freak yeah. them out through... Ah, uh, too harsh discipline that they can't survive on their own in a way.
1: I over s- overprotecting them from like being responsible for themselves even, right? Yeah, like I've seen some
0: people who, you know, I've had conversations with grown adults about how they get stressed over not knowing how to manage their finances, mm-hmm. you know, and not knowing how to I had one person that that I know of actually panic because she had never filled the gas of her car on her own. Right. And she had to do it for the first time when she was away, right? Away from home. And so like that, that like, oh my gosh. And there was no attendant. Like, how do I do this? And I was like, wow, like, Sometimes we really do um, create obstacles for our kids if we don't give them responsibilities and independence early enough. And again,
2: it comes from discipline, which is actually about teaching them life mm. skills in many cases as well, right?
0: Yeah. So that's why I said it's about consequences, not punishment, because punishment is about telling them they've done something wrong and then giving out a, a result as because of that. But consequences gets them to understand why things are happening. It's a
2: learning moment.
0: It's a learning moment, right? So for me, it's like, if your kid doesn't know how to fill up her car with gas, you should not be filling it up for her. You know, I feel like that's kind of where we might fall short. Sometimes Is like parents will say to me, oh, it's just so much easier for me to do it. Mm. Great. But that kid's not learning anything. Mm.
1: It's funny listening to you talk. I've got a couple of things going on in my head of going, okay, I did that right there. Where, you know, my dad always <laughs> used to say to me, Why are you bothering to explain? Just tell him what to do and, and let him get on with it. And I'd be like, No, it's important he understands why, because then he understands why I'm telling him. So that's where I go right. And then, in my, as well as two things I used to say to him when he was a bit younger, we were in a bit of a difficult phase, but one would be, this is not a democracy, it's a dictatorship, and I am the dictator. <laughs> or the other thing would be, I do not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> oh God, what? I mean, never in a mean, nasty way, but it was my joking way of just putting my foot down, going, you yeah. can have your opinion, but it's my way of the highway. <laughs> yeah. I was still pulling so you, that be, line. That's because you had you're had caught between
2: being Westernized and, uh, and Asian yep. as well. Because
1: yeah.
2: I, I, I have a friend of mine who's an um, Asian guy, married to a Western woman. And every time he, he'll complain to us, like, what oh, is this? going to your room, stand in a corner and everything, bring out a rotan. I tell you, I'm like, okay, you need to find some middle ground, my friend. Yes. You know?
0: Yes. Yes. And that's the thing, right? Because, like, I mean, everybody has their own. I tell parents, like, the only type of parenting that you will have when you have a child is the one that you were raised around, mm. right? I mean, and so if you grew up with, like, rotan and all that like that's going to be the first thing that comes to mind when your child is misbehaving so Mm. i think that there is a there is a middle ground that has to be reached right and i think that what parents need to remember is what message are you communicating to your child Mm. right and what is your child taking away from this situation if it's about rotating them or you know corporal punishment like yeah they realize that they've made a mistake but are you giving them the opportunity to actually learn why that happened and how to how to come back from that or how to do different next time and when you say like you know it's my way or the highway you know when they're little and they're not going to understand reasoning as well then yeah go ahead but when they reach you know Primary school age Or even like five years old They're going to start Expressing opinions yeah, and start, you know. But wait That doesn't
2: make sense Right <laughs> say- yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So what <sighs> I What I say to parents Is that you know Of course your child Is entitled to their opinion And you might still feel That your decision Is necessary And that happens A lot of the time So you know I still feel that you should acknowledge it right so look I get that you're not happy I get that you don't want to do it I hear you and I get it's no fun right but it is something that you have to do for now Right, mm. so I mean, yes, you can still be my way or the highway, but I think it's important to have your children know that
1: you know you at least validate. That sounds a
2: lot better. I like I like how you're actually it's semantics, Ash Semantic. mm. it's oh, yeah,
1: semantics. It's awesome, absolutely. So, yeah. so another phrase we had is like no butts no cuts, no coconuts, and that was like <laughs> you know I value Where your you opinion. It? Write but
2: down. No, butts, no, no buts,
1: no butts no cuts, no, no coconuts. coconuts. I like That's that. what I'm going to use Ziggy, that for my
2: niece and everything. All right, I love he
1: that. he's the one that came up with that because it's like it's non negotiable, but I I do appreciate you're not happy with it. So you know yeah. We, I try to bridge one foot in the like world that. but you know every kid is different in a family how do you navigate consequences for different actions and different kids
0: so if you have multiple children i tell parents you need to have consequences across the board for all of them right you might have one child who's maybe a little bit more difficult than the others but that doesn't mean that you have only consequences for that child and everybody else gets off scot-free right so what i tell people is that you want to have you want to be able to replicate what happens in our own legal system right so regardless of your age or your gender or, you know, the rules are generally the same across the board. Yeah. But what you can edit is what you enforce. I guess you could say that because, of course, your older child might have different responsibilities than the younger one. So mm. in that case, the older one might have a slightly different set of rules versus the younger one. But there are some golden rules across the board. Like, for example, no talking back, no lying, no skipping school or anything like that. It, it, it's across the board. Right. So regardless of whether you're three year old or you're 10 year old, you have the same type of mm. moving for all of them. But of course, for the 10 year old, you might have additional things like there might be more chores that they have to do or there might be more homework or tuition or all the other stuff versus the little one. And yes, you're going to hear, oh, how come Adit doesn't have to do it? And you'll hear stuff mm. like that. But Adit will also have their own set of things that they are being regulated for versus you. Right. So, for example, it could be. Finishing your food, whereas the 10-year-old might not have that problem. So, you know, so I think that it's, you can, you can sort of curate it to suit your specific child, but consequences need to be present for everyone, even if you have children who are more difficult than
1: others. Mm. How do you deal with kids who are resistant or nonplussed about consequences?
0: So, no, I think that, you know, I don't think any child is going to enjoy consequences. Right. And so that's why I like introducing a token system to start, because the token system actually looks at positive reinforcement as well as negative, more often positive versus negative, to be honest. And I think that what that does is that it makes the concept of rules enjoyable. It makes it a game. Right. So, what they can do is that, oh, if I want to earn something, right, I get to do something in exchange. It's like a barter system. Right. And so, there are very strict rules for this. Whenever I say token system, parents will roll their eyes and go, oh, you're basically just trying to tell me to bribe my child. But there are very strict rules on how to execute a token system effectively without resulting in the parents being out of pocket and the kids kind of getting demotivated. There are all of these rules that you have to read up before you do any, before you attempt it.
1: Mm -hmm. Generally
0: having a token system where you prioritize or you put on that list, all the behaviors or all the tasks that your child struggles with, and then they get incentivized to do them right and on top of that you get very minimal rewards or minimal tokens for things that they already do very well so even on a bad day they get some type of reinforcement just not the the reward itself they get like stickers or tokens or whatever that they can cash in for something later so these Mm -hmm. are just some of it but i think that starting with a token system allows kids to see it in a positive light so it's not just about all the things I have to mess up in order to get punished for it's about what you can do to actually earn things um, and it's more positive in that way versus just you know this is all your punishment you know token systems don't really talk so much about the punishment or what I call negative reinforcement but I feel that those boundaries are necessary so that they kind of know that there is a line Mm.
1: I was just going to ask that what, what you do for repeat offenders who really don't care and they'll take the consequences Again, and take it on their chin. They keep
0: t- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I tell parents that it's really important for the consequences to suit the child, right? Because if you're saying, for example... I will take away your screen time as part of your consequences mm. but your child is not a big screen time child anyway mm. right then it's, it doesn't uh, mean too much it doesn't too, matter. right yeah and yeah. that's also what has backfired with corporal punishment because a lot of parents think that that's the ultimate fear but i've got some kids who've gotten it so much or who are right Or who are hyposensitive On the tactile side And they actually Don't feel anything Hitler,
2: Hitler, Right And they don't feel anything Exactly
0: It's like Hitler, You know So Mm. parents scratch their heads So I tell parents That you know Your punishments Or your consequences Should be things That are actually What the child values It's their currency So if it is Robux Mm. If it is screen time If it is uh, Playing with their friends If it is you know, if it is, uh, I don't know, TV time, whatever it is that your child isn't into, that is what you should. Use right and you can use it differently for different kids because different kids will have different interests Mm -hmm. so i would say that for repeat offenders first things first things first i think that you need to be able to try to understand why it's so difficult for them to do so just like a few days ago i had a conversation with a child a client of mine who was a repeat offender and mom was just scratching her head trying to figure out what was going on she had the right currency Right. So for all intents and purposes, she couldn't figure out why the child was not responding. And so I had a chat with the child and the child kept, I realized through the conversation, kept fixating on how mom keeps breaking her promises. Right. So mom keeps mm. all the things that mom says he's going to do. Like if he gets TB after he finishes homework and then when he does his homework, mum. Kind of like, oh, no, it's a bit too late. Another time. There's no follow through. That was part of it. And so instead, what I did was I, I kind of argued in that area. I said, OK, well, you know, I, I get that it's not nice, but you know how you felt when mom broke her promises? That's kind of how mom feels when you break yours. And then so he kind of paused. So this child was about 10. So he kind of paused. And then I said, so, you know, sometimes when you want someone to treat you well, or you want someone to follow through on their promises, you got to start with you. Because if you don't like how it feels when they do it to you, that's how they feel when you do it to them. So they're not going to keep their promises if you break yours. So if if your mom is saying you have to do all these things and you're not doing them, then she's not going to want to follow through on what she promised you to do either. So I argued it in that way. And then the kid went, Okay. So
2: you, you gave it to him like, uh, this so that's a win-win situation. Everybody wins, right? Mm.
0: Yeah. So I told him like, you know, you kinda have you kinda have to look at it that way. And so I, I don't know, I haven't
1: checked in with mom
0: whether it's worked, but that's
1: something that you know, interesting. I
0: like okay.
1: that. So what would you say then uh, are the keys or the key to successful outcomes of behavior change? Um, Your kid needs to understand what they mean, right? Even if you have little children um, and
0: they don't necessarily understand advanced language, you can download pictures and like images off the internet to show them like what exactly the expectations are, right? So that they understand what it means, right? That is the first most important thing. Parents, you need to sit your children down and explain to them what all of it means And if you want, and if possible, why it is that you expect them to do those things. Go through what the consequences will be if they don't do them and the rewards if you do want to do that. And I think that that is the thing that a lot of parents kind of miss out on. They just expect the kids to kind of know just because these rules are in place. Make sure your child understands them. Secondly, be consistent with your discipline. Doesn't matter if you're having a good day or a bad day. You should be practicing the same type of discipline every single day. So if parents are like, I'm having a bad day, I'm a little bit grumpier, I'm a little bit more impatient, then I dole out discipline or consequences a lot sooner than I usually do. Or say you're had you're in a good mood or the child has had a bad day at school and you wanna, you know, make things easier. So you don't give consequences when they when they break the rules. All of this is a guaranteed recipe to make sure your child's not going to be consistent. So I would say you have to be very, very consistent with your parenting styles and with your disciplines and make sure that there's follow through. So don't threaten and then don't do or don't promise and then don't do. Right. So there has to be follow through, but start them as early as you can. Right. And stay away from corporal punishment if you can, because there's just so much research that goes that that's talking about the long-term effects of corporal punishment on, on just the mental health and the development of people. So try not to do that.